welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. And we are so lucky to be starting out season two of Enneagram Plus Yoga with this wonderful interview that we've already done with Jessica Jolly. And Jessica is the owner of Yoga Landing in Chattanooga, Tennessee. She is a 500-hour registered Yoga Alliance teacher and a Phoenix Rising yoga therapist. She guides classes, workshops, private therapy sessions, retreats, and teacher trainings. She's super passionate about helping others, and she wholeheartedly supports any perspective that awakens clarity, strengthens and heals the body, and energizes the spirit. And that is, in essence, I think, what yoga and the Enneagram are all about. Just two of many pathways that do just that. Jessica also holds a master's degree in counseling, and inevitably she uses that uh, background uh, in her work as a yoga teacher. If you go to one of her classes at Yoga Landing, which you can take virtually or in person, you will see that she really has such a rich uh, wealth of emotional intelligence that she brings to all of her classes. Uh, Truly, her classes enliven the body, the heart, and the mind. But you're just going to love this interview. She hasn't landed on an Enneagram number yet, but she's taken the test, and she's still trying to figure out what her number is. Um, She does lean towards a certain number, and she'll talk a little bit about that in the interview, Uh, but we're just so blessed to have her wisdom. You're going to love everything she has to say, and I hope that you will check out uh, her personal website, jessicajolly.com, and uh, again, Yoga Landing's website, www.yogalanding.net. In our interview with Jessica, we talk with her about each of the nine numbers and the healing messages that they need to hear in a yoga class. And Jessica is like the perfect person to talk to about this because she's so great at telling stories and also at theming classes. So you're really going to love this episode. Thank you for joining us. And remember to check out Yoga Landing Studio. We're so glad you're here, Jessica, and I know a lot of viewers are probably interested in knowing what your Enneagram number is. I know you took a test with the Enneagram Institute, which we highly recommend. The Enneagram Institute, it's a professional test that you can take if you go to their website, www.enneagraminstitute.com, and they give you your top scores, and then from there, you can discern what your number is. A lot of times we need to look at what um, we were like from like age 20 to 25-ish because that is when the personality really starts to form. Um, So Jessica had a chance to figure out what her top numbers were. Um, Do you want to share what your top three were just for our listeners? Sure. So the the top number was the challenger, which which Kat said was the leader, and that was a 21. Mm -hmm. And then one point less, um, I came in as a 
an achiever. Uh-huh. And then one point under that was the helper. Yep. Yeah. 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 And Kat, that Kat nailed it. She thought she might be an eight. I was leaning more towards a two or seven. So this might be a woman who's an eight with a seven wing or a two with a three wing or three with a two wing. But that's not surprising because she is a leader. Like yes. she is a leader in the yoga movement in the yeah. nation, but also oh. in Chattanooga. Yes. And so here, um, here. Yeah, we can we can see all of those and it'll be an interesting process for you to delve deeper into it and figure out what your number is. But uh, one of the reasons we invited Jessica here today is because she is excellent at theming classes and at telling stories like you're a natural storyteller. Mm -hmm. And we want to talk today about what each number on the Enneagram needs to hear in a yoga class. And so, and we're going to just allow you to share um, some stories about what you might tell each number based on what the needed message that they need to hear based on their personality is. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'm going to gush on you for a second. Okay. (laughs) I'm trying not to get emotional. So I adore you as a human, as a yoga teacher. Yeah. But... I just want our listeners to understand, to be as young as you are, you have literally decades of experience. Mm -hmm. And not only are you an exceptional yoga teacher, you are a teacher's teacher, which I'm going to explain a little bit. And I've trained with you, and I'm still your student. Mm -hmm. But it takes a special teacher to be able to not just to teach yoga to a student, but to a teacher. Mm -hmm. And that's, you have that gift. So thank you. Adore you, respect you. Just so thankful for you. And not only do you share your knowledge, you share it very generously and very humbly, which I think that draws even Mm -hmm. closer to you. Mm And I love your classes. I encourage our student, our listeners who are not students, come to your classes because it is an experience to practice with you. So thank mm-hmm. you for that. Not to sound like a single white female. I could probably <laughs> go on and on and on, but thank you. All right, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. So as mm-hmm. always, we're, uh, Christy and I split the numbers. So I am an odd bird. So I took the odds. Mm-hmm. Christy took the evens. So we're starting with number one, which is perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And uh, what this number needs to hear in a yoga class is you are enough. Sure. You don't have to be perfect. Right. Let go. Yep. And have fun and be playful in this pose. Right. So as a yoga teacher, what would you sort of want to convey to somebody who's one and I'm a one uh, in a yoga practice? So I think the the one perfectionist um, really can dive deeply into technique and alignment. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes they can go so far into technique and alignment that maybe they lose their breath and the practice is more in their mind than it is experiential, like in their breath body. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's best to meet the perfectionist in the middle Mm -hmm. and not just try to pull them out of their natural tendency, but instead just give them one piece to focus on that's alignment or technique, but then draw back and do more breath work, more experiential 
and not overdoing the cueing of the alignments or the techniques where you can Mm -hmm. become perfectionist. The other thing too is, is just reminding people that, uh, that, that particular type of person that yoga really is not a a comparison game Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that, um, to become truly advanced, you really have to figure out what you need Mm -hmm. and not what anybody else needs when you're practicing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, Mm -hmm. that's what I'd cue. I love perfectionist. And that is why I love you as my teacher. Mm -hmm. It it takes one to know one. I've got to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So the two, so I'm a helper. I'm Mm -hmm. a two Mm -hmm. on the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and this number, uh, needs to hear a lot of things in class, but particularly um, this is a space to take care of yourself. Right. Um, self-care is so important for a number yeah. two. We take care of everybody else and we need a space where we receive, yeah. where we open up in our heart space and allow ourselves to be fed. Um, your needs matter. A two needs to hear that. Again, they care about the needs of others and they undermine their own needs. Um, and then this is a space where you can come and receive. So what is a story that you might tell a number two in a class? Or um, just how might you frame that for a two? Well, I've, I think what comes up there is I'll often ask people to think about in that, that particular category, the mm-hmm. giver, because they do put themselves second or third or fourth or fifth or sixth mm-hmm. or like so far back yeah. that they're depleted and exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll ask them to set an intention. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'll ask, notice if you set an intention for yourself or if it was for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so most often the givers, it's about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're intuitive and wise enough to show up for themselves in a class, it's still Mm -hmm. for other people. And so then I'll say, you have to fill yourself up before you can help others. Yeah. So you have to, let's set an intention for you. And it is not selfish Mm -hmm. at all. Instead, all the other people that you are potentially helping are going to benefit from you helping yourself first. Yeah, you can't give from an empty right, cup. Right, Yeah. So that, I also um, had a student in class this week, and I'm just talking to you all a little bit, and also reading about your amazing story and that being your number. That was so moving mm-hmm. to me. I just mm-hmm. wanted you to know that. Mm-hmm. I read about that. Oh. It was so good. Oh, thank you. Um, and so big of you to share your story and your number. Um, there was a student in class on Monday with me and I feel like she probably is struggling with the same thing, giving, 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 giving. Mm -hmm. And so I spent so much time with my hands on her neck, shoulders, forehead, assisting her Mm -hmm. because I was wondering when was the last time that someone else just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. gave her a hug yeah just helped her just put their hands on her to help her get grounded yep. to help her relax when was the last time she had a massage mm-hmm. I just you know and I, it just called me and so I think hands-on assist are major for uh, people that are giving all the yeah. time as well 
Yeah. It is so interesting you mentioned it. So we've done an episode on yoga and love languages uh -huh. and for twos. Cool. And Christy talked about it. It's touch. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, That's number love one language. love language. Yeah. You know, yeah. and especially with pandemic and people just, they, they, they mm -hmm. hunger for just yeah. a human hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. yeah. That so. is definitely my husband's love language. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. <gasps> what is yours? Adorable. Do you know yours? Oh, mine is the honeydew list. Oh. <laughs> Active service. Active yeah. service, yep. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense because you're doing so much yeah. for others. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I see you pour out at the studio so much love. Yeah. And so for him to come yeah. and s take something off of you when you yeah. have a full day of, of giving to your you students. Feel loved. Yeah. That's, that's we're we're actually planting a pollinator garden around the outside of the studio, and he's literally rototillering it right now. <gasps> he digging ditches for you. <laughs> he is. See, he that's is, love. He is. He is. I know. Love. It is super sweet. Um, but that does make me think of like my achiever number, the list. Yes. And the, the list constant. And yeah. And that definitely goes back to my childhood. Like my parents, they did not play with me. Work ethic. We were on a little farm and it was like yeah. from dusk till dawn. Worker going, bees. Worker yeah. bees. Literally. Worker bees. I had a hammock in my backyard for like eight years. I literally sat in it twice, very uncomfortably, trying to lay down, and I just couldn't do it. And yeah, it was just wow. a yard ornament. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I never used it. So, yeah. I don't know. Our childhood forms mm -hmm. our personality. It does. I mean, that's definitely a part of the mm -hmm. Enneagram as mm -hmm. well. And mm -hmm. so, you know, leaders are very hard. Mm -hmm. Industry. The leader, the eight, is an industrious type, mm -hmm. and the three is an industrious type. And, of course, the helper mm -hmm is also a type right. that is, is giving right, right. and constantly on the move. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. That's rooted in your childhood story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of the achiever, mm -hmm. number three, mm -hmm. here's what we think that number would need to hear in a yoga class. Allow yourself to rest. Yeah. You're a human being, not a human doing. Yes. Be who you are on and off the mat. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what would you say to that person in class? Well, I mean, I think those of us that fall in that realm, uh, we avoid restorative classes yeah. like plague, mm -hmm. the plague. We yeah. avoid restorative mm -hmm. classes, but truthfully, we need one a week, if not more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's truthful. And I, I'm guilty of that as well. Um, but what I would say to um, that group, this is something I said recently, one of our teachers, Jill, mm -hmm. I, of course you all know Love Jill, Jill Allen, one. she's amazing. Yep. Um, it was a recent workshop, so I'm going to give her, give, uh, pay tribute to this comment. We were all talking about everything we have going on. Everybody was just kind of, blah, 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 you know, mm -hmm. spilling it out there. She listens and listens and listens and listens. And this is a high achieving woman, mm -hmm. you know, career, mother, big social. I mean, she's just incredible. And she finally said, hey, y'all, everybody has 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And we were you there? You might have been there, Christy. I don't know. I've heard you tell the story in a class. And I, I, I hope that I, I gave there. I hope that I you contributed did. her. And so, you know, it's like. Instead of us packing it in, what can we unpack? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because truthfully, isn't everybody doing too much? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I really don't know anybody that isn't doing too much. And that can show up like 
doing the to-do list, but sometimes doing too much is being too much in your mind. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just yep. overthinking, over worrying. That's mm-hmm. that's packing it in too, even if like you're physically not on the go. Yep. Yeah. So I think that can show up in a couple of ways, but really just saying you made it mm-hmm. at the beginning of class. You're successful. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part. Yep. Now let it go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. care if you lay in child's pose the whole class. It's fine if you snore. It's a win. It's yep. been a good yeah. class. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everybody, pat yourself on the back. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think you know I'm a two, and I'm married to a three, mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of that doing energy in our home, right? And so the mantra "inhale just, exhale this" is one of my favorites because I struggle with you know, being a human doing yeah. and not a human being. And yeah. so I have to really work on finding that present moment yeah. and just this. Yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. hard for a lot of us. Yeah. I think too, like, um, not necessarily in your words, but I think um, those of us that struggle with that too, no matter what type of a class it is on the front end, mm-hmm. you just need like a... a ease in hold Mm -hmm. some gentle poses longer yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and let the teacher talk less Mm -hmm. which is so hard to do isn't it Mm -hmm. you did it on sunday amazing you were so Mm -hmm. sweet she taught my favorite class i've ever taken from her on sunday it was so good thank you thank you you are an amazing teacher so if you're listening yoga landing Mm -hmm. you can check Mm -hmm. out cat smith Mm -hmm. and jessica jolly Mm -hmm. and i will say Jessica picks the best teachers. The lineup, exceptional. Body there is phenomenal. Thank you. Like, I, it doesn't matter whose class I'm going to. Mm-hmm. If I go to a class at Yoga Landing, my cup is going to be yeah. filled. Yeah. And as a two, yeah. I need that. We it all is need so that. funny you mentioning it. I have a neighbor who texted me yesterday. Her husband had a hip replacement, mm-hmm. my age, 40s. Mm-hmm. And she said, Ben. Once a yoga class, where could he go? And I said, yoga landing. Oh, thanks. And she said, what class? I said, frankly, any class. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. awesome. Uh-huh. And then I taught a class before coming here, and I had a student who took three-year hiatus. And she said, Kat, what do you think? I said, yoga landing. She said, oh. I have 20 passes. I said, go. Book it. Yes. Book yeah. it. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. You really can go wrong. Option yes, yeah. You can yeah. do it virtually. You can do it yeah. from anywhere yeah. in the country. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Anyone with um, uh, repla- knee, hip, or yep. shoulder replacements, yep. mm-hmm. if they can possibly go to uh, the hot elemental yep. classes, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. are phenomenal for mm-hmm. um, recovering yes. in that way. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're phenomenal. Yes. They're really growing. There's so many men in there, yeah. like way more men than women. So I was thinking really cool. this is the only studio mm-hmm. that has so many men practicing, so many. and it is a unicorn. It's cool. It does not happen. Yeah, it's cool. Because it is intimidating. Yeah. Men hesitate. Yeah. They don't want to look foolish. They're yeah. not mm-hmm. sure what they're doing. When I took your class, it was, I don't know, Pat just guys. as many men. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I love it. We're, yeah. we're, we're busting that yeah. stereotype yeah. down. Yeah. It's great. And for any listener who's not a yogi, I think we often think, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible enough. I'm not strong enough. 
And the truth is like that you show up to a yoga class and you will get stronger yeah. and you will get more flexible yeah. and it's a process and a journey yeah. Yeah. and, and a journey that you will change not only your body, but you will change. You'll become more confident. You'll become more open-hearted. Yeah. You'll yep. start to thrive as a human being, right? Yep. right? Like Agreed. it's a mind, body, spirit practice. Yes. Well, yeah. and like what we said, you know, before this interview went live is like the Enneagram is totally a yoga. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yep. this is this, these are the kinds of deep things that you start to figure out about yourself the more you start connecting mm -hmm. your, your breath with your body and calming down and you start listening and noticing who am I really, mm -hmm. yeah. who am I really? And you start peeling those layers yeah. off mm -hmm. and get more comfortable. We get more comfortable with who we mm -hmm. are and then we get more comfortable with who everybody else is. And it's just yeah. a win for everybody. I, I really love what y'all are doing. I think that it's so Helpful. Can I tell you, am I interrupting this whole interview? No, I love it. Let me tell you all one more thing that happened <laughs> yeah. that was so cool. Just last night. Okay, so I, my husband and I are, you know, we're doing, we're yes. the busy bees, we're really <laughs> going. Yes. We, we get our kindergartner down for bed. We have about 30 minutes before we go to bed. And he said, what is your day like tomorrow? And so I told him what I was coming to do. Mm -hmm. And he said, he said, wait a minute. I know that Enneagram test. I said, what? you do? I said, have you done it? He said, yes. Three years ago, he works for an international global um, company out of wow. Germany. Mm -hmm. He's a robotics engineer. Mm -hmm. oh, but he, I did not yeah, know that's that what Jeff does. That. Oh, he's, he's so cool and super nerdy. And wow. I just, I just, he's fascinating to me. Two brains meeting. He's, in, he, he's fascinating. <laughs> But his company, and I'm going to just do a plug for them. Their name is Wide Mueller mm -hmm. is their name. And they they do parts and engineering for, like, everything from, like, city water sources to, like, VW or wow. whatever. Yeah. yeah. So they're all over. But his company had him take the Enneagram before they hired him. Wow. How incredible. And then they knew who they were working with. And he also told me since then it was so valuable Mm -hmm. Because they knew, you know, through his what came out in his personality. I'd love to see his results, actually. Um, <laughs> that now they, he and his superior now use that as they're hiring more people throughout the Southeast. Mm -hmm. And it's really helped them um, to realize when certain people might be suited more like as engineers yeah. where they're tucked away, they're left alone. They're not yeah. interacting yeah. with people, yep. but they're these brainiacs, you know, in their yep. own and also it's helped them to identify the people that really need to be out yep. and interacting with the other with companies and people mm -hmm. and and he they still use it. Did he say last night what his type is? He didn't tell me. Okay. All right. Well, there he didn't you can tell go find me. out. Uh, I mean, sometimes engineers are fives, but not always. Um, and that's the investigator or the observer, the one who reads a lot, who's very knowledgeable, but um, it he, he is, but he I don't has. think I that's don't think him. so either. No, he's I such a people person. He is. He is. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's like a he's like a rare engineer. He's very relational. Yes. He kind of does have like a a nine like presence. He that does. Can get he along has with such a calm, easygoing yeah. energy about Aww, him. I can't wait for he him does. to hear this because I tell yeah. him I talk about you all the time. Yeah. I don't think he believes it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I, I would say I feel a peacemaker energy yes. when I'm around him, but I'm not sure what yeah. it is. But yeah, I yeah. definitely feel that. Yeah, yeah. So he's at one 
with the with wherever he is yeah. Yeah. and he's encouraging he's yeah. just a really nice guy so two lovely human beings together well let's look at our four the romantic mm -hmm. so what this number needs to hear in a yoga class try not to compare yourself to others that's their deadly sin or their shadow side is that they're always comparing themselves they can be competitive and what are you grateful for in life this is kind of the type that when they're their worst self, they can be moody and broody and thinking about what's wrong mm -hmm, in life. Mm -hmm. And so to have, you know, a heart that's grateful, to have that equanimity mm -hmm. of balance between the pain of life and the joy of life is, is when the four gets to a good place. Mm -hmm. So what would you say maybe to a four? I know that's a hard I think one. these are tough students. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they show up very clearly. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's the easiest number to spot in the yoga class. So fast. Four, boom. Mm -hmm. So fast because um, it's almost like you can just sense an immediate either resistance. Yep. yep. Or um, whether it's a resistance to the teacher or a resistance to the class or mm -hmm. um, they've they've come in with like a state of mind that's going to take a lot of the class to help them to release. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think probably this does not always work, mm -hmm. but I'm thinking that that student, I used to always just kind of leave them alone and let them have their space. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times that works mm -hmm. just so that they can just, do their thing, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not be pointed out mm -hmm. to where then they get more in their head, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've, I've tried something different over the past few years to where instead, like before class, I'll get close to them and quiet and just make eye contact and smile and just mm -hmm. tell them my name. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I will not correct them. Mm -hmm. I don't correct them because I feel like that's kind of like going into mm -hmm. battle a little mm -hmm. bit because mm -hmm. if they're already comparing themselves, they want to do everything just right, yeah. you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. um, but instead, like a genuine, authentic uh, compliment if you see it, yeah. mm -hmm. that yeah. they're doing well, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then... <clears throat> Really, I just hope they'll keep coming back. Right. Yeah. Because eventually, if they keep coming back, the yoga is really mm -hmm. going to start working. Yep. And then they'll start realizing that everybody's different. So it doesn't make any sense to compare mm -hmm. ourselves to anybody else. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think it's so smart. If you don't resist their resistance right. and lean into it, yeah. they're going to end up leaning into what you're teaching. Mm -hmm. I hope. Organically. That's, that is my most challenging student mm -hmm. to win over, I think, if, mm -hmm. if I'm speaking mm -hmm. pretty clearly about that personality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes, though, um, sometimes, like, I've offered, like, clear suggestions and then that, that type of student will disappear for forever. Yeah. Yep. And then they'll reappear like a year later. And I had that type of student say to me, I'm thinking of this particular guy in particular. Yes. You have he, a knack he, for this. He, he came back a year later and he was like, you know what? I, I took, he said, you corrected me. 
which I probably shouldn't have, but you know, whatever this, this Mm -hmm. all landed with him. And then he came back and he said, no one ever paid any attention to me and all the other classes I went to. So I'm coming back to you because I want you to teach me. Wow. So, but that was his evolution of moving out of that comparison piece because he stepped into a humble place of like, I want you to teach me. Yep. Well, I don't have to be like everybody else. And he probably was a four because they're in the withdrawal triad. Yeah. And so the nines, the fives, and the fours have that propensity to kind of come to yoga and then pull away for a little while because they, you know, they withdraw sometimes and retreat and go inward. So what about gratitude? How do you encourage people to be, to be grateful? I I think that I go to a theme where it's like, um, like, let's, let's look at things from like a bird's eye view, Mm -hmm. like kind of fly above your life Mm -hmm. and just take a moment to think about what is really important. And I'll often say, who are the most important people in your life? And just let Mm -hmm. their, let them come to your mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then from that place, what are really the most important things to you? Let that come to your mind. Let that come to your heart. And then everything else, there's always going to be something. Mm -hmm. Always. I, maybe like a class saying like, does anybody ever say, when I just get finished with this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then I'm going to. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then there's always something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It never stops. Yep. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. we decide that's enough, yep. you know. Yeah. Unless yeah. we slow it down or stop it or simplify or, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Gratitude of the big picture. Yes. You know, and also... Sometimes I'll just say, y'all, we are in a beautiful yoga studio in an amazing city practicing yoga together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are so in an amazing space. Yeah. Like, we are so fortunate. Yeah. It's I true. Feel, and in your classes, because of the way that you lead them, I have had these moments where I've felt this profound gratitude like this deep gratitude in my soul because of the way that you frame things so you have a gift with words you do I could see I know relevant words yes relevant words yes Mm -hmm. yeah wise Mm -hmm. and it and it you know I can see I'm not sure if you're an eight but I can see why you scored high because you do have that gift to articulate and to you know, use your voice yeah. in a way that moves people, yep. um, in a way that people hear it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I consider you a mentor. Like Thanks, I've Christy. been in her uh, 500 hour teaching, teacher training class and I learned so much, but you are, you know, on a list of 10 people who have been a mentor to me. Thank you. And so I, I would encourage people to think about the teacher training program yeah. At yes. Yoga Landing, um, there's a 200-hour teacher training program and a 500-hour teacher training program, and it's such an organized, solid program, and you bring in the best teachers, Thanks. and uh, I would just encourage people to look at that curriculum, whether they want to be a yoga teacher yeah. or not. I've had uh, friends who've gone through yoga teacher training just to evolve as a person, so you don't have to be a teacher to do right. this. Like this is a program that will change who you are on the inside. Yeah. And 
And so look at it. Go to Yoga Landing Thank and look you. at that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. We do. We do um, y'all know how much I love teacher training. I mean, mm-hmm. I love it. I love teaching my group classes. Uh, teacher training gives us an opportunity, though, to talk and have conversations about history, mm-hmm. philosophy, mm-hmm. deeper anatomy, mm-hmm. um, sequencing, mm-hmm. teaching methodologies. Mm-hmm. And then you can go so much bigger and you can start talking about trauma, yep. symptom-specific, mm-hmm. healing people. I mm-hmm. mean, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, or or um, empowering people to begin healing themselves is, an, a, more, is a more appropriate way yeah. for me to say that. Yeah. Um, just supporting that. But um, I do have to tell you all this because I'm really excited about it. Yeah. And I was not planning on doing any pitches. That's not my nature. Tell us every pitch. But I want to be the first ones I to I am excited about this. Well, no, because y'all are a part of it. What am I talking about? I'm such a, a, a space cadet. <laughs> so I have not actually told y'all this piece, but the first year that we did a 300-hour teacher training, we did a 12-month one year. Right? I was in it. Kat was in it. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, the group was so amazing. And I just told uh, Maggie Sparks, who's an incredible teacher at Yoga Landing, um, I just told her uh, about that first year. Mm-hmm. And I said, about three months in, I think, Asheville Yoga Festival yep. invited me to come and yep. teach. Mm-hmm. And it happened to be the same weekend, I think, yes, as we a weekend fit, yes, that we ma'am. had for 300. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I, I can't. I've got to go talk to my group. There was about 20 of us. Yep. I said, I have to go talk to my group first mm-hmm. and see if they would be willing to change that weekend. And we'll all come to Asheville together. And the whole group was like, let's go. Yep. And we caravan and we yep. had the best time. The best time. I remember hearing about the it. The best time. Then. I just yeah. got goosebumps. It was so fun. Yeah. And Maggie was just uh, amazed by it. So because of that synchronicity that we had as a group, that cohesiveness that yeah. we had as a group, I've missed that. We're still doing the, the modular mm-hmm. where you can pick and choose. But January through December of next year, is lined up. You can get your 300 hour, which makes you a 500 hour in one year. So good. Wow. So good. And y'all are up in November, November. Y'all's weekend is in November where anybody that's listening, that's interested. So they'll be bringing, I'm going to call this a yoga again, the Enneagram work in with teaching Mm -hmm. to make, to, to help us to become more versatile and mindful teachers so that exactly what you guys are doing we remember that not everybody sees the world the way we see it. And we have to like be aware that we're trying to connect all different types of people and get ourselves out of the Mm -hmm. way and Mm -hmm. make it about our students and not Mm -hmm. us in that moment. It can be about us when we practice, right? But it's about everybody else when Mm -hmm. we're teaching, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I'm, I think y'all are going to really help a big group of teachers deepen their understandings and offerings, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can still take, everybody can still take your weekend, whether yeah. they do the year or not, but I'm really hoping we've got a solid group Thank for the you. year. Yay. Wow. Yeah. I That's love exciting. It. No, yeah. I love it. I can mm-hmm. talk about it all day long. We're going to keep you all day long. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm going to get it moving. So the number five, the observer. Uh-huh. So 
few things that this number may need to hear in a yoga class is allow yourself to feel the connection between you and your fellow yogis in the space Mm -hmm. because they tend to withdraw. They tend to get depleted when they're in very social environment or Mm -hmm. circumstances. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second one would be how can you move from your thinking space into your heart and body? Mm -hmm which is very difficult for them. So what would you say to that person? So that person has to breathe slow and calm to drop out of their head Mm -hmm. and into their heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly, the breath is what takes you out of the Mm -hmm. mind and into the heart and into the Mm -hmm. body. Mm -hmm. So it's experiential yoga and not like thinking yoga Mm -hmm. so much. I mean, you're still thinking, but you're not, it's not a dominant. Yeah. the other thing, too, I'm curious, do y'all think that that uh, type of personality tends to, like, find the back corners? Always. Yeah. Yes. Or 110%. Yeah. Yeah. 110%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, honor that space is theirs. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and I think probably giving them the reins, as I say, mm-hmm. to pause Mm-hmm. sit anytime you want, have mm-hmm. variety mm-hmm. if you need to do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, just make them feel as comfortable as possible, yeah. mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. also not pointed out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the breathing, like you said, is so important for a five because it moves them from here into the body and mm-hmm. when you move into the body then mm-hmm. you can move into the heart space mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and and they've got to get mm-hmm. into their body and heart that's mm-hmm. their work mm-hmm. and, um, and maybe even like um i really do believe that theming the the postures mm-hmm. to where it's like a gentle coaxing towards heart opener shoulders opener shoulder openers mm-hmm. that can really help someone to drop into that space as well mm-hmm. i know it works for me mm-hmm yeah so well let's look at our six so our six is the loyalist mm-hmm. um and they have a lot of worry about safety and security like they they struggle with feeling am i secure am i safe they, their deadly sin is anxiety so there's a lot of fear mm-hmm. there so you know and sometimes some of these people have experienced trauma not always but to hear that you are safe Give yourself permission to do any yoga pose that makes you feel secure is something they might need to hear. Let go of your monkey mind might be another thing. Um, What would it look like for you to have more courage on the mat? They struggle with being courageous and bold. So what might you say to a person? So I think two things for them. Um, One is that's where I think it's so important to come in with so many Uh, modification options Mm -hmm. and really setting the foundation for them on the very front end Mm -hmm. whether it's your classic you can go to child's pose anytime you want but then it just continues like know that you can take cat cow instead Mm -hmm. of downward facing dog Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. know that you can bend your knees if you want to Mm -hmm. if there's anything that doesn't feel right leave it out it's okay. Mm-hmm. Really make this, you know, personalized to you. Um, and then just keep offering those modifications. And this is something um, that I've actually gotten a compliment from some students over the past couple of years, maybe even a little bit longer. 
I always offer the most gentle option first Mm -hmm. and then more challenging physical options Mm -hmm. from that place. But in the past, I would say those things, but I would physically demonstrate maybe more of the challenging. And then I flipped it a few years ago and I realized those people doing those things don't really need me to demo it. And if they do, they're usually loud enough or comfortable enough to get my attention to say, hey, will you break this down for mm-hmm. me? The people that really need me to demo and lead the way are the ones that are taking the more gentle options. So I'll say, go here with me mm-hmm. and stay with me. Do mm-hmm. this with me. Mm-hmm. Be on your knee inside plank mm-hmm. or take it to side plank where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It gives you permission. Yeah. It gives you Exit permission. strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also like, I'm super happy with my knee on the ground inside plank. Mm-hmm. Actually, I like it a lot more. And, you know, just being honest yeah. with them. Stay mm-hmm. with me. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with this. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I always do that comparison to, like, um, postures are like going to the farmer's market. Y'all have heard me say that. <laughs> it's like asparagus yeah. is not better for you than broccoli. Yeah. It's just like, which one do you like? Yeah. Which one feels better? Which one, you know, I don't get into digestion <laughs> conversations. Yeah. But like, which one is better? They're equal. Yeah. Like child's pose is equal to handstand. It's like, just which one's better for you, you know? And then there's no right way. And right. then if we start to live that way, on our yoga mats, we start to live that way off of our yoga mats. Don't mat. we? Yeah. We try. That's the hard yoga. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. that is That's the, the hard, really yoga. hard yoga. Mm-hmm. I do have one more piece that I think is powerful that I, um, I'm not going to go into the whole uh, Brene Brown, but it was love the, her. I do too. I love her. It was the first, it was the first, I don't know if I read this or if I listened to this, but it, it was a long time ago. And she talked about, especially women, how we, if we lift our chin and if we lift our chest and if we reach our arms up in the sky, mm-hmm. like physiologically, we start to shift the way that we feel about ourselves. So in terms of building confidence, mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be doing a headstand. Mm-hmm. That can be standing in a five-pointed star with your chin mm-hmm. up and your arms up. And, I mean, that that feels phenomenal. Um And talking about that, like, let's stand in five point and start lift our chimp. And I'll talk about that talk sometimes Mm -hmm. um, to help us, like, step into loving ourselves more Mm -hmm. and being more, you know, self-secure. It helps you to feel more confident and it actually increases the testosterone in your body when you do a power pose. I did when you not get know bigger that. on your mat, five point and star. Really? And so you feel more confident. That's yes. amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. And Iyengar would say, he said it was physiologically impossible, whether this is true or not, I don't know. Nobody quote me. But he would say it's physiologically impossible to become depressed Mm -hmm. if you are holding Mm -hmm. your posture up and open, shoulders Mm -hmm. down, Mm -hmm. arms wide. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but I want to believe that there's, I want to believe that that's possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. From working in mental health, we see a lot of people who are depressed who are kind of hunched over, right? right? And the more that we're kind of, Finding that length in our body and opening yeah. up in our heart space, we just become more open to the yeah. world, to other people, 
more yeah. confident inside of ourselves. So right. it makes sense. Yeah. What you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm listening to y'all and I'm like, I love you both so much. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave Same. it leave it Same here. Leave it here. All right, moving on to seven. Okay. Adventure enthusiast. Yes. So think fear of missing out. Everything is awesome. They struggle with staying with negative thoughts and feelings. It's something they avoid like a plague. Mm -hmm. So they shift in the completely mm -hmm. opposite direction. Fun, greatness, plans, dreams. Mm -hmm. So we think that number would need to hear in the yoga class. Allow yourself to ground down to the earth below you. Let the breath be your anchor to the present moment. How would you ground that person? <sighs> That is, that's tough, y'all. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, slowing them down mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and maybe doing more standing poses where they're really rooted in their feet. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking instead of like a one breath movement practice, which they probably would love and gravitate towards and want speed and excitement mm -hmm. and super challenge. Mm -hmm. Maybe what they really need is like a three breath hold mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then another three breath hold. Mm -hmm. But also if you feel that resistance with them, I don't think it's necessarily always good to keep them there and hold mm -hmm. them there in the discomfort of the edge, like maybe build it with the three and then let them have what they yep. like the one mm -hmm. breath, one movement. Yep. And then, Maybe help them drop down, more seated, more reclining um, poses. And then talking about being in the present moment, mm -hmm. not being in the future, yep. not being in the past. Mm -hmm. Chelsea Chorus, it's like her classic, her classic signature saying is, and now it's like this. Mm -hmm. And I, I know Maria loved, uh, Maria Fowler loved practicing with Chelsea. And she came back, obviously, honoring her words. And But she would say, and now it's like this. Mm. And now it's like this. Mm -hmm. And not always being in, in the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very good because the sevens are very future-oriented. Yeah. And so to say that the here and now matters this moment this is enough. Those sort of things yeah. are what they need to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And usually like in most of my classes, intention setting at the end, I'll say as yogis, yoga practitioners, we try to take one day at a time. Mm -hmm. It's not like we're not mm -hmm. future oriented, some yeah. of us, but today, just today, think about how you can make this your mm -hmm. day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be grandeur. It can be your regular mm -hmm. routine, but like, be in today, that gratitude, slow down, mm -hmm. be present. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, I'm married to a seven, and okay. I've told you that before. My husband, Kevin, you're his favorite teacher, Aww. and he's not a loyalist, but he's so picky. He do, he refuses not to go to anybody Aww. else, myself included. <laughs> he loves your classes, Aww. and I think it is before. He, he always says, I feel it's for me. Yeah. Like you made it for him. And yeah. I was like, well, of course, baby, it is yeah. like just just for you. Yeah. <laughs> but intuitively, you feel what the person needs and they feel it, too. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. he's smart. And he because I don't know if you, you've shared with your audience, but I, he's an amazing mountain biker. Yes. And coach. Yes. And so 
if you're always leaning forward, yep. you're going to have tight shoulders, tight neck, and, yep. and tight hamstrings, which yep. you're inevitably going to have a tight low back. So yep. cyclists in general, you know, mm. they they need someone that can that knows what their body feels like. Yep. And he's smart because he takes choices and options that feel good for him. Yep. And I think that's why my classes work for him. Also because... I came to yoga for from excruciating uh, low back pain and a herniated disc, and yoga's kept me mm-hmm. in a good space forever. But I do have to be mindful, yeah, of my low back still. Mm-hmm. So, can you tell us how you came into yoga? I love that story. I know that story, but I want you to yeah. share with our listeners if is you're it, okay. Is with it that. the snowboarding story with Aunt Susan? Yes. How when, young you were? I was you, young. Tell us. Oh, how it's young. Aunt Susan. It's Aunt Susan. Which I have a girl crush on. And <laughs> I've told does. you that. Too. Like, Everybody I adore does. Her. She's amazing. She so, is amazing. So my mother's older sister, they're, y'all, I think they're 10, they're like 11 months apart or something. It's crazy. Oh. Not even a year apart. I mean, boom, boom, right? Yeah. And, um, and so I grew up um, in between Knoxville and Chattanooga on a little hobby farm and uh, my mother's sister is Aunt Susan. Everybody at Yoga Landing calls her Aunt Susan. She practices. She drives, by the way, an hour one way, mm-hmm. three times a week, and practices wow. with us. And she's going to, I know she doesn't mind if I say this, she's going to be 80. She is incredible, mm-hmm. y'all. Strong, healthy, funny, yep. mindful, meditative, and she's so intuitive. Mm-hmm. I just love her. And uh, so... When I would go to her house when I was little, she has a, one daughter, and she's three years older than me. They didn't have a TV. <laughs> they were eating, like, the darkest, healthiest, densest bread. Now, mind you, this was, like, in, like early 80s or something. Wow. No TV. The darkest bread, vegetarian, uh, super minimalist. I mean, she's, like, a nurse practitioner. Her husband was a judge and an attorney. I mean, they've, they... They could have lived any lifestyle they wanted, really. And, but they were, they're environmentalists. They're minimalists. Like, they would wear t-shirts until you could, like, see through them, you know? Wow. And, um, just awesome, awesome people. But I can remember growing up, and I think she knows this, I thought she she was so weird. (laughs) 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 And I could hear her. Like, every time I was there, I could hear her go back in a back room and this breathing. Mm. And she'd always be on her yoga mat. And she'd be, you know, doing her yoga practice forever, like way back. And so I was like a teenager. And I was snowboarding. I was in Northern California. And I went over a ledge, a peak. And I landed and really hurt myself, fractured my arm. That's where the herniated disc came from in the low back. They had to gurney me down like squaw. Mm -hmm. It was squaw. Uh, Northern Tahoe. Northern Tahoe. And Mm -hmm. they had to gurney me down. And then California wouldn't take my insurance. And I was kind of stuck there for a couple of days, like immobile, unable in like my hotel room with the person I was there with. And I came back. Thankfully, my parents are are naturalists. We all believe in Western medicine if you need it. Sure. But we're going to try everything we can beforehand, if possible. 
And so I just remember saying, I am, I am not going to go to college and not be able to, and get locked up yeah. where I can't bend over and I can't straighten up and I can feel my face turn white, gray, green, and I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. Like you cannot, you, you're like stuck in your low back. It's terrible. And I remember calling Aunt Susan and being like, I don't know what it was that you were always doing back there, but I know of all the women in my family, you are in the best health. You're in the best shape. You're the only woman in our family that does not have a lot of varicose veins in her legs. Oh, Isn't wow. that interesting? That is. I said, I'm in massive pain. Will you teach me yoga? 45 minutes, triangle pose, ujjayi breath was my first lesson. Wow. And I have never stopped since. And How I literally, I was going on eight, 18, going on 18. 17. Let's yeah, just so have that land. 20, 17. Yeah, I was 17. I just turned 45 last week. I'm a Happy baby. birthday. Baby, y'all. <laughs> Anyways, Aunt Susan is um, a lover. That's a wow. heck of a story. She's that awesome. That is a story. Love she it. has. She's, she's been your aunt friend and mentor and mentor yeah mm-hmm. i love her yeah yeah mm-hmm. my parents are my mentors too in different ways mm-hmm. but she's sure. been my yoga, yoga. lifestyle mm-hmm. she also daily eats raw handfuls of spinach like gobs wow. i've never seen anybody else do <laughs> she's so awesome oh <laughs> what a beautiful tribute to yeah. her yeah i love that well speaking of tributes uh, we're looking at Enneagram 8, which might be what you are, the leader or the challenger. And um, at Yoga Landing, Brittany Williams identifies as an Enneagram 8. She's a friend of mine, and we've had Michelle Dunn Loveless on the podcast. She's an yep. Enneagram 8, so awesome. you have some beautiful Enneagram 8s over at Yoga Landing that are teachers. But this is what yoga, uh, yogis who are 8s need to hear in a class. Notice if you're clenching your jaw. If so, create space between your teeth. Where else can you soften in the body? And the reason they might need to hear that is softening is so important for them. They are large and in charge in their daily lives. They have a lot of responsibility. And so just allowing themselves to relax, to soften, to let go of control and power, because often they have that lust for power, is really important for them. And then the other thing is that they need to do a lot of heart openers. They need to open up in the heart space, which, you know, if you're an eight, you scored high as a two. And that's that would be a good thing if you were an eight, because that means you're really open already in your heart space, because the twos are all about that open heart space. Um, But, you know, a lot of eights struggle with that. They struggle with vulnerability. They struggle with opening up in their hearts. So how do you teach that to an eight? Okay, so this this came up immediately. <clears throat> Hillary Libby. Mm-hmm. Hillary Libby, phenomenal teacher. Mm-hmm. I love her as a dear friend. She owns Wildflower Tea Shop and Apothecary in Chattanooga. So good. I love it's their so tea. Good. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. And um, I have I have not been practicing Ashtanga for like a couple of years, maybe longer now. Um, but I kind of got back into it like in the past, you know, I guess it was like five years back. Mm -hmm. I really got back into it where I was like going five, six days a week Mm -hmm. and I went in, she was teaching. So this is not what I would say. 
I'm assuming I'm an eight because this is what she said to me. And it like was right. Mm. I go in. It's the room is full. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has a, you know, a big group. And then if you're not familiar with Ashtanga, Mysore, you go in and everybody starts at different times because you're learning the same sequences. Mm-hmm. And so you just go in whenever and you start. And so it's quiet in there. There's no music and the teacher doesn't talk that much. So they really do become like psychologists because mm-hmm. they notice your pace. They notice if you have a fiery quick breath or if you have a slow, lazy breath. Mm-hmm. They notice your grunting or your sighing or you're looking out the window and getting distracted or you're fixing your shirt 50 times. Mm. They start noticing body language and and tone from your sounds you're making and wow. your breath. And I think on the communication wheel, I'm a school counselor just just yeah, to tell the audience. And counseling. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the communication pie chart, 70% of communication is tone. Mm-hmm. If I remember that correctly, which mm-hmm. is amazing. So it's like the tone of your pace, the tone of your mm-hmm. breath, the tone of like, are you easing and gliding into your poses mm-hmm. or are you cranking into your poses, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so the tone. And then the other, the nonverbals. Like nonverbal is like mm-hmm. then another something percent. And then the other little sliver is like what you actually say yeah. communication-wise. Yeah. So, I mean, you can pick up yeah. a lot by watching, observing, and listening as a teacher, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, it's one of those where I must be really pissed off about something. <laughs> like, I must be. Because mm-hmm. I'm in there like a fiery dragon, just, rah, rah, it's that tone. Mm-hmm. She watches me for like an hour or something. <laughs> and I was practicing about an hour, 15 minutes, 20 minutes at that time. Never puts her hands on me. There's lots of, lots of assisting there. She was like staying away from me. She didn't want my way. She didn't my bad energy. She didn't want to touch me. She finally slowly walks past me and she leans down and says, I see that you're strong. Mm. How about you try to be soft? Wow. Y'all. Wow. Mic drop. (laughs) I do not cry very much. I'm getting emotional. It cracked my heart open, and I was like the loud, sobby, trying to catch my breath, (laughs) snot on the yogi toes. I was the crier, and I just let it go, and I was like, you know, but she got me. Yeah. And it was right at the perfect time, and. Yep. So, you know, we have a rapport and a 15-year a, a relationship as friends and as colleagues. And I, at one point, I was her teacher. I'm not any longer. I think we teach each other, maybe. We're yeah. co-teaching. We teach yeah. each other. Um, but um, so that was deep and like a comment that she let me know. But um, There was trust for trust, her to make that comment. Trust. Yeah. I trust her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just say the softening is massive for those people. And one other thing, like when I think of Michelle and I think of Brittany, mm-hmm. they, I mean, I think their careers, they're on so much. 
Mm-hmm. I think when they come to a class, especially as being teachers in the yoga mm-hmm. studio, they don't want to be pointed out. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they really need to soften and just like disappear and go within. Mm-hmm. And they don't want the teacher to say, and Michelle's here, you know, right in the middle yeah. of class. Yeah. I think they want to be left alone. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah. yeah. Which speaks to a lot of being a yoga teacher is intuitive because some people do need the message, hey, I'm so glad you're here. It's so good to see you. And some people need you to give them space. Totally. And that's where intuition really comes in with teaching. So, yeah. It's the last but never least, we're at number nine, the peacemaker. Mm -hmm. So that is the person who values peace and equanimity above themselves. They're always trying to read the energy in the room. They want to make sure everybody's getting along. So some of the things that we think they may need to hear in a yoga class are, why are you here on earth? And your presence and your voice here matters. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times what they do is at expense of themselves. Mm -hmm. So how would you connect to that student? I think... um Well, the first thought that came to mind is just um, doing like maybe a visual meditation with breath where it's breathing in peace. I know a lot of teachers do this, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so beautiful and um, breathing in peace Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and releasing anything that is a distraction of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is your time. Mm-hmm. This is your time where you can say, please do not disturb. This is your sacred time. Mm-hmm. This is for you to fill up. Mm-hmm. Um, you can relax. You can rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think my husband is a nine. I think so, oh, too. Oh, my Lord. He I is think so, a too. peacekeeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a hard, heavy job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, and also maybe like visualization with that person, like mm-hmm. literally like as they breathe in, like uh, visualizing that there's literally light within, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking because they're they're usually thinking of other people, uh, more than themselves, um, maybe questions like um, thinking about ways in which, like, the people that you love, mm-hmm. looking at them in the reverse order, seeing that they also love you. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're loved. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're loved. You're cared mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody matters. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, I mean, I just told um, Kara Chandler that helps us at the studio, um, I just said, take a picture of our exponentially growing community-supported agriculture um, shares that are coming from the organic farm delivers them every Tuesday. And this is like year four, I think. Mm-hmm. And we just get so many, so many more people coming to pick them up and I said take a picture and share that 
that if you're a part of our community, whether you get a share or not, you're actually supporting like community supported agriculture and environmental methods Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and healthy living and lifestyle. You're a part of that. Take a picture of this pollinator garden that we're making. Mm -hmm. You're a part of that. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. reminding them that like, you know, you're, you're something you matter. Yeah. It's important. You're a part of a community. It does feel like a community at Yoga Landing. Like people say hello to each other. It's really warm. And then, yeah, yeah, the fact that you have this organic produce coming in every Tuesday and that people are picking it up and saying, we care about each other, but we care about the earth too. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's really beautiful. But I'm curious about what you're most proud of about Yoga Landing. There's a lot to be proud of, but what are you most proud of? I mean, it could be more than one thing. I'm proud. um, So when the pandemic hit, you guys, I've always been proud of Yoga Landing. Mm -hmm. I've always been proud of Yoga Landing. But when the pandemic hit, um, we closed for four months. Mm Mm-hmm. And I really was just taking it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't know how long we would close. I didn't know how soon we would open. And I, mm-hmm. I want to be very respectful to all people and their choices yep. yeah. throughout that time, whether they were similar or different than mine. Yeah. I, I, I like, that's important to me. Yeah. Um, but what happened was, and Kat, you remember this, yeah. every month... I would just email our group of teachers and I would say, are y'all ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. And the group of teachers kept saying no. And that went on for about three months. Mm-hmm. And and um, I've made a new friend in my neighborhood. We're in book club together. We don't mm-hmm. do yoga together. But she has taken yoga from you and she loves you, Marlia Alpers. She's <gasps> hilarious. I love her. <laughs> I'll never forget when we finally, is. so this is the same thing. And then I'll go back to what I'm most proud yeah. of. We finally met for book club, too, but we were outside in a cul-de-sac, and we brought our own chairs and everything. And she is the most outgoing, lovely person. And she stood up and she said, the extroverts are dying. <laughs> <laughs> we have got to come together. She said, I can't keep walking past Joel's houses and waving through your windows. I need interaction. Yeah. And so I think it was like all collectively at the same time, we moved to virtual and that was super successful and it was wonderful. And it created a whole new opportunity for people to practice with us who are still practicing with us from different States and all over. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Um, But I think it was like three months in, it was like everybody at the same time, we were like, we have to come back. We need one We another. need community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to be together. And I, I think all of us independently and collectively realized how important special communities are and how important that is for all of us, mm-hmm. not only extroverts, but also introverts, and especially in this world of people struggling so much with mental health, Mm -hmm. community and support Mm -hmm. is like key. Mm -hmm. So I'm most proud of the collective efforts from our teachers, our staff, and our students showing Mm -hmm. up and being a part. 
mm-hmm. helping ourselves, and by doing that, helping others. Yeah, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm I'm most proud of that, and I think truly. We have the strongest group we've ever had because of the perseverance that did arise through that coming back together in that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool. Mm-hmm. We've always had amazing groups of teachers. Yeah. Always, always, always. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're more connected than we ever have been. I think everybody that's there really loves it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's just coming just to teach. No. Yeah. You know, everybody loves it. Yeah. You know? I, when I show up for a class, I feel seen by all the teachers. They're very friendly. Yeah. They're, it's just, it's a great place to practice. Yeah. So, um, here's what I have to say. So I knew this was going to be good. Mm-hmm. I wasn't prepared for it being that good. Now I don't want to get <laughs> emotional. So here's what I'll tell you. I knew you're wise. I knew you're funny. I knew you're educated. You are a true leader, but here's what I'm going to tell you. So we've been talking for over an hour. I think you must have mentioned and praised about 20 people. Yeah. Mm. That's character. Yeah. Oh, you're going to make me cry. I'm not going to cry. So so for that, I respect and admire you even more. And this is truly who you are, and this is how you show up. Thanks. And again, that's why people want to be in your space, in your mm-hmm. class, in your studio, Thanks. in your book club, because it's crazy. And we've had a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You haven't once talked about me, me, me. You've talked and praised everybody else. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So thanks for that, Jessica Jolly. That That matters to me. Thanks. You are a beautiful, beautiful light. I don't know. I'm crying. Stop. You're here in the studio. Tears are rolling down her face. But yeah, I mean, Jessica, you are beloved to us. Thank you. And when I go to Yoga Landing, I feel fed intellectually because you have such a curious mind. And so do the other teachers. There are some deep thinkers who teach at Yoga Mm -hmm. Landing. I feel fed spiritually. There's a spiritual energy mm-hmm, there mm-hmm, and presence. Mm-hmm. I feel fed, obviously, with my body because I'm moving the body and challenging myself. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the classes are hard, and that's good for me because I yeah. tend to be the type who would rather stay in child's pose. But, yeah. you know, you're pushing me, and I'm growing physically. And I feel fed emotionally because yeah. here you are, the leader of yoga landing with a master's in counseling and you are saying some things that people come to me as a therapist to hear in class because you do offer that rich emotional wisdom as a very emotionally intelligent person and the teachers you pick are like that as well so it doesn't matter if I'm in your class or Kat's class or Maria's class you know I feel fed in all of those ways with all the different teachers and, you know, you can go to Yoga Landing and do one-on-ones, too. If right. you're not comfortable yet to right. be, you know, in a yep. big class, yep. you can do it one-on-one. You can do yep. it virtually. You can, like I said earlier, you can take um, the 200-hour mm-hmm. teacher training mm-hmm. or the 500-hour mm-hmm. teacher training. Mm-hmm. There's so many options, but it is um, a beautiful space. It is a safe space. It is a warm and inviting space. And yeah. I just encourage everybody to check it out, whether yeah. you're listening in Mississippi or yep. here in Chattanooga, yeah. Tennessee. Yep. 
Um, yeah. You know, you can still check out Yoga Landing and yeah. take classes there. So thank you. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you both and for having yes, me. Yes. Obviously, and we love you. We <laughs> love you. I love you all, too. And yeah. um, just to pitch back to you guys, too, I have to do it because I think the uh, one additional thing that all three of us really have in common is that we're all mothers, number mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And that's something like that we've all yeah uh, mm -hmm. related to and I just think um y'all are doing some amazing work and doing amazing things mm -hmm. and it's hard to juggle yeah. mm -hmm. both of those worlds so kudos mm -hmm. to you kudos wow. to you Yay, I feel like a namaste to <laughs> namaste. this episode is brought to you by Shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In the Wisdom of the Enneagram by Don Richard Rizzo and Russ Hudson, they share that there is a needed childhood message that may have been missed for each of the nine Enneagram types, and I'd like to turn in their words to a meditation today. So let's just start to find our breath, breathing from our belly button on our inhale all the way up to the crown of our head. And then send the exhale back down from the crown of your head to your belly button. Just find that life force within you, maybe bringing your hand to your heart. And as you breathe with your hand to your heart, hearing the needed childhood message for the Enneagram One, it's okay to make mistakes or you are good. The message for the Enneagram 2, it's okay to have your own needs or you are loved just as you are. For the Enneagram 3, it's okay to have your own feelings and identity or you are valued for who you are. For the Enneagram 4, it's okay to be happy and functional, or I see you for who you are. And for the Enneagram 5, it's okay to be comfortable in the world, or your needs are not a problem. And for the Enneagram 6, it's okay to trust yourself, or you are safe and secure. For the Enneagram 7, it's okay to depend on others, or you will be taken care of. And for the Enneagram 8, it's okay to be vulnerable and trust others, or you will not be betrayed. And for the Enneagram 9, it's okay to stand up for yourself, or your presence matters. Continue to stay with your breath and just ask yourself which of those messages do you need to hear the most? And then just know that the light in me sees and honors the beautiful bright light in each of you. 
Namaste, friends. Mm-hmm.